Hey there traders, looking to take the guesswork out of trading and only 10 minutes a day? Then you need to head on over to AIStockTradingSystem.com right now, where you can get our five-step system to take the guesswork out of trading in only 10 minutes per day. And the only place to get that is at AIStockTradingSystem.com. That's AIStockTradingSystem.com. The idea is that the top guys in the world, they're trading with billions of dollars. So when they want to buy a position, they're not like, they're not buying one to 10 options or 100 options. They're trying to buy 20,000 mm -hmm. or 15,000. And so because they're coming in, buying such significant size, they pop up on the screens of unusual options activity. This is the How to Trade Stocks and Options podcast brought to you by 10MinuteStockTrader.com where we cover finance, stocks, options, entrepreneurship, education, and money. And here's your host, voted one of the top 100 people in finance, Christopher Ewell. Hey there, traders. Welcome back to today's How to Trade Stocks and Options podcast. Today, we have a special lesson for you. I'm putting it here on the podcast because I really believe that this is going to provide you massive, massive value. And that's what I'm trying to do here. And hey, listen, if this podcast was useful to you at all, I really highly suggest that you go check out the full trading course at AIStockTradingSystem.com. That's AIStockTradingSystem.com. Hey, make sure you subscribe and hit the bell so you'll be notified every time we give you more tools, tips, and tricks to help you trade faster and trade smarter every single week. Hey there, traders. Welcome back to today's How to Trade Stocks and Options podcast. Today, we have a special guest online, Felix Fry. Now, Felix comes to us uh, with a history of Wall Street. And honestly, I think he is going to uh, tell us exactly what I'm doing wrong. <laughs> Felix, I think that there is a lot that we can all learn from you. And I, I'm really excited that you uh, offered to come on the show today. Thanks for coming on. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Yeah, sure thing. So so let's do this, Felix. I know you've come from Wall Street. You know you know what you're talking about. Let's get you to kind of give us your background uh, because sure. you have a an options education platform called optionsgeek.com, uh, which is where you're, you're sharing all this. And, and I'd love to learn more about you your history and how, how you came to optionsgeek.com. Sure. So um, I graduated from the University of Pennsylvania, the Wharton School in 1995. I got a job straight out of school in Chicago. I was My first job was working for Swiss Bank O'Connor. And Swiss Bank was a top investment bank uh, on Wall Street, although it's in Chicago on Wall Street. Uh, they had just bought a few years earlier O'Connor Partners. That's important as, as far as how my history. O'Connor Partners is one of the um, uh, most well-known options firms and one of the earliest, uh, most successful options firms on Wall Street. In, in the 1970s, uh, Black-Scholes came out with the formula, mm -hmm. the Black-Scholes formula, and uh, O'Connor uh, put a group together that made a fortune. And we weren't the only ones. Another one might have been, uh, say, like a Susquehanna. And so through that, through the 1970s, they had created this education and created this training to make, you know, people great market makers. So when I arrived in Chicago in 1995, I was part of this program. And it's, uh, it's a well-known on Wall Street. If you've uh, gone through the O'Connor program, it's, uh, it, it's the best, considered the best training, options training program um, uh, for for options traders, options sales traders. Okay, so I did that. I did that and then spent three years at Swiss Bank O'Connor, um, where I was recruited to work at Bank of America. And at Bank of America in New York, I'm from New York, and in New York, um, 
at Bank of America, that was where my career really took off because that was where I was face to face with some of the biggest investors in the world. I was put in a hot seat there. Um, having that background, they hired me with that O'Connor background and training and wanted me to face you know, the, the, the universe of investors. And I call them the top 1%, the big hedge fund guys. And it was a pretty amazing experience to sit there and deal with the guys you read about in the, in the newspapers, to, to talk to their trading desk and to their firms and, and understand what they're doing. And um, that, I did that for 10 years. Uh, after 10 years, I wound up, um, I took a year off and then, and, and then was recruited at, at a top hedge fund, uh, Scoggin Capital Management, working for two of the best risk reward managers in the last 30 years. Okay, they've been around 30, 35, there's not many hedge funds, I can say that. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I had an incredible experience, a learning experience there. While I was uh, an expert options trader, when I got there, I realized I had realized earlier that I really didn't understand one question. And when I got to the hedge fund, I was very curious as to how they did that, how they answered this question. And I spent really my whole career trying to find that answer and trying to understand that answer. Now, you know, I'm, I am a top expert in, in options. There, I have a very unique experience. There's over the last 25 years, there's probably only 200 200 people that have traded volatility, equities, equity volatility at the top investment banks. And then, and then of that 200, 250 uh, uh, traders that did that job facing, facing the top guys in the world, only a few went to hedge funds. Okay. Only a few, it's a natural progression on wall street to go from the banks to a hedge fund. And of those, of those few that went to a hedge fund, only a few of those went to a very specific type of hedge fund, which is a directional hedge fund. Usually the progression is once you learn volatility trading at the investment bank, you go do volatility trading at a hedge fund. There's very few, very few uh, derivative traders on wall street that eventually go away from their expertise to join a hedge fund and work for a directional hedge fund. And so there's, there's very few people online. I can, I know of one, me, that has that experience that is out here talking about what the biggest guys in the world do, how they trade. And so my message, my message at Options Geek, because I built Options Geek to answer this one question I've been telling you about, which is how do you actually choose if I'm buying? First of all, I know that the top guys in the world in general, they're buying options. That's something new that everybody's thinking, well, everybody's talking about selling options. So the first thing I say is, well, the top guys in the world, the top of the top, the George Soros, Steve Cohen's, Bill Ackman's, the guys you read about in a newspaper that you see NBC, most of the, most of them, most not Warren Buffett, but most of them are trading, are, are buying options. And they're buying options for two reasons. They're buying options for the leverage and they're buying options um, because there's limited liability. Okay, so those are the two reasons. It's a dream come true product for those those players. Okay, so the the so I knew that, and I said, all right, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna change the game a little bit. I gotta make sure people understand selling is not the only way to make money. You can make money selling options, but there's a whole game over here buying options. But then I thought, well, for years, how how do you choose the right strike? How do you mm-hmm. actually choose the right strike options? And I can tell you that in the in the universe of education. You're not going to find the answer in the, in the millions of YouTube videos. You're not going to find the answer. You might find a answer, but I assure you that it's not the right answer. Okay. Because what, what the answers that you'll be getting is a very generic. You buy this one, the in the money one, you buy the at the money one, you buy the out of the money. There's no reason why or how, and actually it's foolish to think that, that 
one option that the the in the money 70 delta option is the right option for you and it's also the right option for me and it's also the right option for a million other investors it's foolish to think that there's a whole board of of strikes the question is how do you choose the right one so i honed in that and i honestly i spent 16 years trying to figure out this answer as a top expert in the world, knowing that other experts really had a tough time with this question as well. And I, I, when I got to the hedge fund and I was sitting side by side with the top 1%, with billionaires, that's when I realized what they were doing. And even then it took me years to sort of understand how I could apply that to a system where people could understand. So I spent an enormous amount of time over the last 25 years uh, really uh, drilling down how we can make this easier for people to understand. Mm -hmm. So, so what is that option contract? I got to know what it is. So, so <laughs> the way, so, so it starts with the, the idea, the idea starts with risk reward. Mm -hmm. Okay. So the, you know, the education, let's go to, let's go to the existing education first, because we got to really lay out what's, what's the problem. Right. I okay. told you, I, uh, the existing education really stems from the O'Connor education. The O'Connor education was the first education out there. So everything else that follows was really built off that, whether you're taking strands of here, there, the hockey sticks, the whatever, whatever's out there. Okay. Whatever you see, it's been the same for, for a long time. A long time, 50 years. Okay. And the the idea, the idea is that it, it, that education really stems from the Black Scholes formula. Mm -hmm. So the Black Scholes formula spits out these derivatives called the Greeks, and it has a it has it spits out something called implied volatility. And so if you have even looked at any education, the focus is on the Greeks. And the focus is on implied volatility. Yes. Yeah. That, that's consistent I'm I'm across the entire internet. So, I mean, that's, that's what that, led that, me that down is, this that is what I've the, done plenty of episodes that is, that. Yeah. Exactly. That is, that is what everyone teaches. Yeah. Okay. And, and now if you go through a hundred hours of those videos, you learn everything about the Greeks. You do papers. I've, I've interviewed um, Columbia University students with PhDs much smarter than I am in options. They, they've done it, uh, sliced it up in a million ways. And I asked them the simple question. That's great. With all your knowledge, how do you choose? You know, I like Apple, let's say. I like Apple here. How, I, I want to buy some options. Am I, am, with my idea, am I supposed to buy options? Is this the right time to buy options? And two, once I decide that, which is the one, which is the right strike for me? PhD man says, uh, this is the one question I've been trying to figure out for a long time. Yeah, there's no answer. There's no answer out there. So no matter how long you've gone in this process of looking at videos, learning the Greeks, learning implied volatility, how can 99.9% .9 of the world not be able to answer that question? So now you have now you have the, the next level of, of uh, education is have having someone say, well, use the 70 delta, use this, this option, or, um, you know, use, you know, some ratio of this versus that again it's it's focusing too much on the greeks and implied volatility the top guys in the world when they buy options they're not focusing on the greeks they might look at it they might look at one or two little things but they're not really focusing on it they're not focusing on implied volatility they'll use it as a gauge they will use it as a gauge it's high or it's low or you know it's somewhere you know where it's about average okay just a gauge what they're really focusing on is how much they're going to pay for that option mm -hmm. and where they think the stock is going to go in order to make that option worth X. Okay. So 
what they do is they don't focus on the Greeks, the value of the option, what the value of the option might be two days from now with the stock up 50 cents, or whatever. They focus on buying an option where they understand where the stock is going, or they think they understand where the stock is going and where the risk reward of what they're risking with the premium and the reward they're going to receive in that option, whether that's good enough for them. Okay, whether or not it's good enough for them. Saying that you're going to buy an option for $3 and you're going to make $4, yeah, you're going to make money, but is it good enough? Is, it, is the $4 in profit good enough for your $3 of risk? That's what they're doing. That's what their masters are. That's what my whole education teaches and how it, it, it focuses more on what you pay versus what you think it's going to go. And then the final question, is that good enough? For example, I'm going to give you a perfect example to give you and your audience a way to think about it. If I said to you, here's an option for $2. We think the stock's going to go here and ultimately that option will be worth $6. So that's three to one. Seems pretty good, right? What if I told you, Chris, I, I have a trade for you. I have a, a good bet for you. I can give you 35 to one odds. 35 to one odds. Would you do it? Yeah, that sounds great. You might great. say, yeah, and it sounds, actually it sounds pretty damn good, yeah. right? Most people say it sounds pretty damn good. I say, okay, wh where are you at right now? You're down in, in down in, wh where, where are you sitting at? Where, where, what's the nearest casino? Uh, well, I'm in Texas, so we don't have Texas. casinos here. Yeah, No, no boat casinos, we'll go to Mississippi. I'll fly you somewhere. Sure, you know? let's do that. Or, or we we'll go to Vegas. I'll meet you in Vegas. There's, there's, there's probably 30, 40 casinos that have roulette tables. Mm -hmm. And if you pick the right, you pick the right number, you get 35 to one. Mm -hmm. Okay. So would you do that? Would you go and start playing roulette at the casinos to try to make money? Of course not. Right. You know that the casinos always win and you know that the odds are against you there. So the point I'm trying to make is that you shouldn't make your decision based on 35 to one. Someone says 35 to one. I love 35 to one. I'll do that trade. But then I then I say, let's go to the casino and play roulette. And you go, no, nah, I don't really want to play roulette, but it's 35 to one. And on one side, you said you love the you loved getting 35 to one. And on this side, you said, no, nah, I don't want to. So some, so your mind understands that in certain instances, it's no good. And in some instances, 35 to one might be good. Mm -hmm. But the question is, how do we know that? OK, so now if I switch that back to options and stocks and I said to you, I just showed you something and I said, here, you can buy this for two and it's going to be it might be worth six. OK, and, and that's that's two to six. That's four. So it's actually two to one. Okay, so four, four profits versus two losses. So you're going to get two to one on your money. And you're saying, that sounds great. And I'm going to say, well, how do you know? How do you know two to one is the right odds mm -hmm. to get paid? How do you know that? Right. And, and again, that's how they think about that's how now if it was if you buy an at the money option and, you know, you're going to you're looking at, you know, something that works, it's worth two dollars again. And it's at the money and you say, all right, well. If I can make $2 on this trade, then it seems pretty good. And it's it's going to be close, right? Because it's like a flip of a coin. If you're flipping a coin, it's 50-50. It's heads or tails. It's one-to-one. -one. Well, in this case, you got to get to a little bit higher. So you got to you got to get paid a little bit more than $2 on an act-of-money option in order to make it worthwhile for you. Okay? So this is, again, it's risk-reward. I haven't talked about anything about the Greeks or implied volatility because I don't focus on that. And the, the top guys in the world don't, don't focus on that. So you have millions of hours of videotape online talking about the Greeks and there's millions of people trading options. Most of them right now are buying options and you can ask all of them the simple question and 
nobody's going to know the answer. How do you actually choose the right strike for you? And how do you know that's the right strike for you? How do you know you're getting the right odds on that trade with what you're thinking? Think mm -hmm. about that problem. Think about how much money is being traded today in options and think about a simple question that can't be answered. That's a problem. And that's what I'm out there trying to illustrate to people that, hey, this problem exists. And I'm tackling that. that that's really the problem I'm trying to solve. So there's, I, I've heard from different people from different areas of the internet. Uh, a lot of people put their their emphasis on like the uh, unusual options activities, right? There's there's whole companies and and uh, uh, people on CNBC who who built their 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 stake on the unusual options activity. That's right. Um, and a lot of the time, that would be, from what I've seen, like out of the money options, yes. um, and that would give you like the the thirty five to one type results that you're talking about. Um, but here's the but. Yes. To me, as an investor, as a trader, yes. that really unnerves me. The idea oh. of, you know what, if it, if it doesn't work, it's a zero value. Okay. And I mean, that's the first way I blew up my account, Felix, was, you know, I bought tons of out-of-the-money so, options yeah, like yeah. everybody does. And that's how I blew it out. What's the question? Let me, I'll address the I'm going to address the whole, everything you just talked about, but where's, oh, the, where's no the exact question? question? Just, uh, it's just, just like, thought. hey, this yeah, is a thought? conversation on it. Fine. Yeah, no problem. So, so. What I would say, let's start from the beginning. Let's start from the unusual options activity, okay? Let's just start right there. There's a whole world of unusual options mm -hmm. activity, okay? This is great. So I've done unusual op options activity at the institutional side. Uh, you know, now I'm doing it. And, and part of the way we find ideas is through unusual options activities. But let's talk about what unusual options activity is first, okay? Unusual options activity, the only thing that it is is that if the options are trading today, at a higher pace than they've been trading, let's say over the last month, then it would be considered as unusual. So we might say, we wanna find unusual options activity that's two times the average over the last month. So for example, if XYZ stock trades 10,000 options a day on average, and today it's trading 50,000 contracts per uh, today, then it's five times the average. Okay, so that would be considered great. That's, that's unusual options activity. That's all unusual options activity means at the highest level, okay? Mm -hmm. Now, the question is, um, why do people focus on unusual options activity? That's probably the question about So why is it important? Well, who cares? It trades 50,000, okay. Well, the idea is that the top guys in the world, they're trading with billions of dollars. So when they wanna buy a position, they're not like, they're not buying one to 10 options or 100 options, they're trying to buy 20,000 mm -hmm. or 15,000. And so, because they're coming in buying such significant size, they pop up on the screens of unusual options activity, okay? So right there, you should understand that the biggest guys in the world have to trade big size to make the position worthwhile. And so they're gonna pop up on these screens, okay? So now you have this pool of these hedge funds popping up on the screens. Is that fair so far? Yeah, okay. get it. So, or good. So now, so now you gotta go back and think, why is that important? What, why, why do I care about that? Well, you care because in this, in the investing world, people are looking for edge. Mm -hmm. So if you like a stock, if you, if I like Apple, what edge do I have? I like Apple because I bought a, a Apple iPhone and I use the products and I'm like, that's not edge. Okay. Edge is a, a very, um, you know, edge in, you, there's different ways to get edge, but you can get edge in fundamental analysis. 
You can get edge in technical analysis. You can get some edge in data digging. Um, you know, you can get edge in, in maybe you're at a country club and you know all the big CEOs and you see how excited they are. Maybe there's a little edge there, you know. Mm-hmm. But w- the point is that you're, the hedge funds are spending millions of dollars trying to get this edge. Millions of dollars legally. OK, legal edge. They're trying to they're trying to put the pieces of the puzzle together. Okay, they're spending millions of dollars, not just on the resources that they're buying to get that edge, but on the people that they're putting out there to help them find it. The analysts, the the people they're talking to, the consultants they're 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 calling up and paying for their time. And they're looking for this edge for that's their job. That's what they do. Okay, now, once they get an idea and they look at the idea, look at the, look at the idea and analyze the idea and analyze where the stock could go up and down, they sort of have a framework of what's going to happen. Now they look at the options world and they have to make this conscious choice. So what people don't appreciate because nobody's really sort of highlighted it is highlighted it is that when you see this options pop up on unusual options activity, right? I'm trying to, I'm trying to put the pieces in your head to show you what, how that actually transpired. It didn't just say, some guy just didn't wake up and say, oh, I want to buy 20,000 options of XYZ. It's not how it works, right? Mm-hmm. There's a lot of thought and a lot of effort to get the idea. And then there's this crucial part where the manager, the money manager has to say, I don't want to use stock. I want to use options. Or he might say, I'm going to use this amount of stock and I'm going to use this amount of options. Okay. That's a big decision. When he decides to, to not use stock and use options and you see, the, you see it pop up on the board, that, should give, that gives you some confidence that he did the risk-reward analysis and he thought options were better than stock. Okay, so there's a clue there. So it pops up and now you, you're trying to say, okay, the, someone is thinking trading options here is better than trading stock. Now, in order to look at unusual options activity, you have to look for the buyers of options because the buyers of options are telling you that it's the the signal is that they're telling you they believe there is going to be an outside move here, outside up or down. Mm -hmm. Okay. And just because they're buying calls, that doesn't always mean outsized up move. It could mean that they think there's a lot of risk to the downside. Okay. They could, it could mean that they're getting out of their stock, which you don't know that part. And they're just buying these calls just because they want to stay long the stock, but they, they're risk managing their portfolio. And so, <clears throat> excuse me. So the, so what you're looking for in this unusual option activity is you're looking for the buyers. Not every unusual option, option activity alert or this or that coming at you is going to be valued the same. Okay. You have to look for certain particular things. At Options Geek, that's what we're doing. We're teaching you. I'm teaching you what to look for. I have a podcast on each day from Monday to Thursday at one o'clock Eastern time. We talk, I, I show you live the analysis on the unusual options activity. I'm showing people how to do it, how to think about it, how, wh- what I see that's important here that may not have popped up on yesterday's trade. But this trade is a little bit different. And look at this. We look at spreads and what the person might be doing there. We look at opening and closing positions, trying to decipher whether they're opening and closing positions. We look at <clears throat> at a number of things like um, uh, how does the technicals, what do the technicals reflect in the stock? And does that agree with what we're seeing in the options world? 
It's a guessing game. It's a game where we're we're playing detective, stock mm-hmm. detective, and we're pulling out little pieces to figure out this big puzzle. See, I, I'm of the belief that the hedge fund who traded those options, he has edge, or at least he thinks he has edge, okay? Because he traded that option, he thinks he has edge on options versus stock. And because he's in the name, he's done a lot of work to know where that stock might go or where it can go. Because he chose this expiration, he understands that maybe there's an event. There's something that's going to move that stock within that expiration. So in an options trade, there is a lot of clues. And in the podcast on a daily basis, I'm showing people, you see that? That's a clue. You see what they did here? Sometimes we see not buyers, but we see buyers and sellers of a particular option. And someone has this, maybe it's a trade called the collar where they're buying puts, selling calls. And I'm trying to explain to people what that is and why that's important and who that actually might be. You see, I have a lot of experience to point out and say, I think it's this guy. Hmm. And people say, how did you know that? So I spent 20 years talking to people and I know he does those type of trades. Do you understand? Yeah. Most people don't have that. Most people don't have that experience. Mm -hmm. I could say when I see someone, I could say, hmm, that looks like Melvin Capital. Or I can look at the 13 Fs and say, you know, he was in this name. That might be him. Or it looks like Steve Cohen. You know what? I think that's Bill Ackman. I can say, oh, look at this trade. That's BlackRock. I'm pretty sure that's BlackRock. If I'm a betting guy, I, I would bet that you're giving me some odds. I'd bet that's BlackRock. Most people can't say that. Most people don't know that. And so I can narrow down potentially who's buying these things. And that's valuable information. And so I teach that. I teach people how to dig, how to be a stock detective, if you will, an options detective as well. I also teach a little bit, you know, I think you got to know a little bit about fundamentals. So I teach people where to find a story, right? We're looking also at the story. We're not just going on, there's an options buyer. I'm going to follow him because it's Mm -hmm. 10,000 buying calls. We're not doing that. We're looking at that. We're looking at technicals. And then we're looking for the story. We're looking for the story. So if I was teaching you, I would say, Chris, in order to do this, you got to look at the technicals, look at the options, you got to find a story. And you can say, well, how do I do that? Well, the two questions you got to answer with the story is why, why did someone, first of all, how does this company make money? That's really what you need to, how do they make money? What, what drives this company? What's going to make this company go up or down? Okay, that's one. That's a little bit easier. But then the second one is why did someone, Get out of bed this morning and decide today's the day I'm going to buy 20,000 of these calls or puts. Mm-hmm. Why did they mm-hmm. do that? You know, why did they pick today to do that and then choose the one that they chose? That's the, that's the second part. So how does the company, how does the company um, make money? And then I guess you can narrow down the second question to why is it exciting right now? Why is it exciting to get into this company right now? That's it. Those two questions. And you dig and you dig through earnings transcripts. You dig through the news. You, you know, you'll jump around on social media. There's smart people out there putting little, you know, little nuggets for you to read. This is how you do it. And you're digging at a, you know, I'm not trying to find out whether XYZ is get this massive edge. I'm trying to piggyback on piggyback someone who's done all the work. Okay. So, so that's, so that's what we're doing. But now, to go back to your point about UOA and how it's out of the money options, again, the top guys in the world, they buy options, and then the top guys in the world, they buy out of the money options, which is very different from what you'll hear out there. Yeah, but that is sure. the truth. That is the truth. The top guys in the world, they buy options, which first of all was new before I started saying this about a year and a half, year and a half ago. They buy options, and then two, they buy out of the money options. 
Okay, so now I get a lot of pushback on out of the money options. Yeah, and the out of my and a lot and the, and the pushback is always it's it's idiotic to buy out of the money options. That's stupid to buy option because they like you said they go to zero they go to zero most of the time. Okay, and I say okay, you know anybody who says you know they don't buy out of the money options, I ask them what do you buy? What do you buy? And you know what? The, most of the time they say I buy the seventy delta the in the money options, mm -hmm. and I say okay, that's fair. And then I ask a simple question. I ask, do you know, do you know that the in the money option, the in the money option is really, say an in the money call option is really the same as buying stock and buying an out of the money put option. Did you know that? And they might say yes or no. And if they did, and I said, well, if, if you know that the, that the, in the money call option is the same as buying stock and an out of the money put option. And you just told me that it's stupid to buy an out of the money option. Then why is buying an in the money option the right answer? Because you're really buying an out of the money option when you buy an in the money option. Okay. And, and people don't understand that. Most people don't understand that. So just like, just by asking that question and having to ask that question or someone says that, I know that they don't know options mm -hmm. on a fundamental level. They might, they might, listen, if people make millions of dollars, that doesn't mean they know what an option is. There are a lot of people using options, making a fortune. Do they understand really what an option is? I would say probably not, you know, now they understand how to use it. It's, it's a baseball bat, you know, with leverage and you're just swinging around and you're hitting things right now, but ultimately you gotta, you gotta harness that leverage. Okay. So you talked about, you know, yes, out of the money options do go to zero. Okay. Often. So now you got to go a little bit further and you got to say, we got to develop a plan. So we're not doing that. We're not writing options to zero. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so at Options Geek, I spend a lot of time and a lot of effort talking about risk management and talking about how we don't write options to zero and how we're playing a probability game that over time, over time, we're trying to play this game. And over time, we're trying to find out whether or not we're, we're getting edge. And we can do that only by doing 100 trades. And so I've been very um, transparent with all the trades that I've given. And I don't give, I, I, I sort of have a leeway of about four or five months because we still have open trades. But on the website, you could see all the trades that I've done. You could see what we've done. And yes, on, on one column, you will see some of these trades that have made a lot of money. And on the left, you might even see that some of these trades that went up five, 600%, they went back to zero. And people say, you see, they all go to zero. I'll say, yeah, but we're also not sticking around for 600%. We're actively stopping ourselves and we're taking money off the table as things go in our, in our direction. Mm -hmm. And so, and so it's called risk management. So at Options Geek, I'm teaching people a process, a process which is trying to find ideas either on your own or through unusual options activity. That's one. I'm teaching people a plan, how to extract profits from this process that you have. Everybody, can, there's a million processes out there. You, I'm sure, have a process. You know, maybe it starts when I wake up at seven in the morning. I have a good breakfast. I do exercise. I'm, I've done my research at night. I'm ready to walk, you know, and then you have my charts. And everybody has a process of how they actually invest. Well, we have this process and then we have a plan. And I spend a lot of time uh, honing people's skills on the plan because that's where the money is really made. Right. The, the money, the process is good and it's going to start going. But the money is extracted through the plan. So process and plan. And then the last, the last element is the emotions of, of investing. 
and especially trading, if you're going to do it more actively. And on the podcast, we talk about those emotions and how to trick the mind a little bit, things that people can use uh, for, for, um, for the purpose of keeping sane and not allowing the, 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 the voices in your head to, to sort of control what you're doing. Yeah. Okay. There's a lot going on there. So it sounds like, uh, so your podcast that you mentioned, is that like available everywhere? Or is that like an options geek podcast? It's an options geek podcast, but available ma- mainly on YouTube. Most of it, we have YouTube and we're on oh, okay. Apple, Apple and all the podcast things. We, we, but, but our main audience comes to YouTube where we have, uh, there, there's a um, chat. So people are chatting while we're, while I'm talking, I try to answer some questions. Um, and um, really it's, it's not just educational because in, 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 you know, on a day-to-day basis, we're, we're finding, we're finding the, the, the best trade ideas of the day. I mm-hmm. believe that the best trading ideas are, are in that pool of unusual options activity. And it goes back to the why. The why, because someone decided today was the day to go and start leveraging my idea. Gotcha. So, I, so I consider that pool to be the, the, the pool of great trading ideas. Gotcha. Yeah, I just pulled up your, uh, your YouTube here. It's uh, youtube.com slash optionsgeek. Okay, very cool. I'm gonna have to get you a subscriber right here. Awesome. <laughs> Thank you. Thank Make you sure you much. guys go and subscribe as well. Cause I, I tell you what, I want to start tuning in to uh to hear what you're talking about. Your thumbnails are fantastic, by the way. Somebody's working real good on those. Awesome. So yeah, very cool, Felix. So so what's one takeaway that if you were to give somebody um coming into your world, what's one takeaway that you could give them to just kind of like say, you know what? Here's where you need to get started. Absolutely, I, I I'm, I, I grew up. Uh, my mother installed instilled in me uh, instilled in me a belief in education. You know, humble backgrounds, and she said, "You can conquer the world, but you got to be smart at it. You got to have a plan. You got to study." And uh, I, you know, I, I take education seriously, mm-hmm. and I believe that this is a this options game is a a game that requires understanding and know-how it's a leverage game and the the takeaway is to find education that speaks to you find education where you really understand what you're doing and you can really understand the process and the plan um and educate yourself it all starts there if you, you, I can teach you how to press the buttons. The, the industry has taught everyone how to press the buttons, mm-hmm. but but I want you to understand what goes into pressing those buttons, right? Because purpose matters. How you do it matters. In a probability game, over time you will lose. There's no doubt. There's over time if you do not know what you're doing in any probability game. Anyone, heads or tails, if you don't know the payout you're getting and you're just flipping a coin and, and you don't know exactly what you're winning, you will lose. Mm-hmm. Mathematically, you will lose if you have the wrong payout. In any, in, in, in any um, uh, poker game, playing in poker, you can get lucky and win. But if you're not playing poker mathematically, over time, you're likely to lose. Any part, backgammon, you name it. Probability game is about mathematical edge. And so I would say to, I would say to anyone thinking about options that it's important to be educated. And I would also then say, if you don't believe what I'm saying about no one being able to answer this question, all I would ask you is to to go ask. I'm not asking you to believe me. I'm I'm just trying to tell you something so that you, your listeners, anyone I speak to, just go ask. 
every option guru online. Just ask that simple question. How do I know this is the right one? Mm-hmm. And, and there is an answer. There is a process to get that answer. And the, the answer is, 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 you know, evaded me for so long. And I was at, I was at the top of the game. So when I tell you that it's okay, Wall Street is very good. Wall Street is very good at suppressing anything that might disrupt anything. Right. So <clears throat> when you ask the question, people might even get angry at you. They might even say, I can't teach you that right now. You got to go through all the education. You got to go through all the Greeks and all that. And then you might say, I did all of that. I know all of that. But where do I look in that to get the answer? Mm-hmm. You'll get crickets. People hang up the phone. Ah, I can't teach you right now. You know, it, you know, it, it, Wall Street has done a great job of suppressing this question because you're supposed to know, right? Because you, after watching 100 hours of video, you're supposed to know. It's almost like shaming people. How could you not know? You just, you just got to keep digging in there. You got to keep learning that stuff. Mm-hmm. It's unfortunate. But, you know, I teach options education in 10 hours, 12 hours. After a weekend, people are calling me, sending me emails saying, this is incredible, a- absolutely incredible the way you presented it. So education, great education, doesn't have to be hundreds of hours long. It can be a few hours where you understand it. And then the, then the learning begins, the nuances, the podcast. So the podcast is there to elevate my education. My education teaches you quickly. And then the podcast is there to sort of leverage education, right? It's, it's leverage. I believe in leverage and it's leveraging education. So mm-hmm. you, you, you take some time, you learn, and then we're going to leverage your education on the podcast. That, that that's, that's the takeaway. If you're going to play this game, just be, just be sure you understand what you're playing. Just mm-hmm. know what you're playing. Yeah. Well, cool. I, uh, I got to tell you, <clears throat> I'm interested in uh, going back and going through your old catalog of, uh, of videos here. So if you see a spike on watch time this weekend, it's definitely me. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'm happy to come back. If you find one video that you like, I'm happy to come back and explain the nuances and the thought process. And, you know, sometimes, you know, I, I've said a lot here. I know that, but it's it's just to die. You know, people will digest it and then hopefully take a look at what we're doing on the podcast, like the podcast, and and then go back and say, all right, let me go, you know, get a good fundamental base and then make that podcast explode. The, the, the knowledge mm-hmm. you'll get from the podcast once you have a topic to explode. So, you know, I, I, I'm happy to come back and you pick anyone you like. There's some real good ones lately that, that you know, we're spotting some of these trades and we're, we're helping people look at them. And I don't tell everybody what to do. I, I say, this is what's going on. Take a look at this. But I think you'll be amazed by seeing the tracker. We have one video there that says, I think it's right, right in, the, in the top that says, um, we went through our first 30 episodes and we talked about, all the trades that we talked about and you know, it's mind blowing. Some of the stuff that once you're looking at it, the way we're looking at it, the things you can find and Mm -hmm. the audience, you'll hear that you'll see the chats, you'll see them excited and they're learning for the first time. People are actually learning how to do it themselves. And Mm -hmm. that's fine. That's fine with me. Yeah, cool. Well, I'm excited to check it out. And I definitely want the audience to go check it out as well. It's youtube.com slash options geek, and then check out Felix and learn everything about him over at optionsgeek.com. Felix, this has been uh, highly educational, and I feel like uh, this may be one of several episodes that you and I are going to be doing together. So Awesome. I appreciate it, man. This has been great. Great. Thank you so much, Chris. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. And thank you guys for tuning in to today's How to Trade Stocks and Options podcast. Make sure you like, subscribe, and enable uh, notifications. That way you never miss any of the tools, tips, and tricks that we upload every single week to help you trade faster and trade smarter. I'll see you on the next episode. 
Okay, so what'd you think? That was pretty incredible, right? Now, if you like that, that's only a taste, only a sample of what you're gonna find in the full AI stock trading system. And I really highly encourage you to go and check this out. Obviously, you are interested in learning and how to trade, and that's why you're listening to this podcast. Now, I'm going to take and download my entire trading system that I use day in and day out onto you. <laughs> and the only way I'm going to be able to do that is over at the AIStockTradingSystem.com. You're going to get phase one, two, and three, several bonuses. And on top of that, I'm going to walk you through over a dozen trades that I put on inside of my account, holding your hand and showing you exactly how I got in, how I got out, how I use the artificial intelligence data, and how this could work inside of your own trading portfolio on a daily basis. So make sure you head on over to AIStockTradingSystem.com. That's AIStockTradingSystem.com to learn more and to get started and to download my decade plus worth of trading experience into your hands so you can start using the AI Stock Trading System today, the five-step system to take the guesswork out of trading. Hey, if you like this video, let me know by leaving me a like below and then subscribe and share it with somebody you think could use it as well. Be sure to comment below with your biggest takeaway from this episode and any suggestions you have for future episodes. And finally, make sure you watch these other videos to help you trade faster and trade smarter. And I'll see you on the next episode. 10MinuteStockTrader.com content is for information and educational purposes only. It is not, nor is it intended to be, trading or investment advice or recommendation that any security, futures contract, options contract, transaction, or other financial instrument or strategy is suitable for any person. Trading securities can involve high risk and the potential for total loss of any funds invested. 10MinuteStockTrader.com and Christopher Ewell, through its content, financial programming, or otherwise, does not provide investment or financial advice or make investment recommendations. Investment information provided may not be suitable for all investors and is provided without respect to the individual investors and audience's financial sophistication, financial situation, investing time horizon, or risk tolerance. TimInnesStockTrader.com and Christopher Ewell are not in the business of trading securities trades, nor does it direct client commodity accounts or give commodity trading advice tailored to any particular client situation or investment objectives. TimInnesStockTrader.com and Christopher Ewell are not licensed financial advisors, registered investment advisors, or registered broker-dealers. Stocks, options, futures, futures options, and other financial instruments not included here involve risk and are not suitable for all investors. You alone are responsible for making your investment and financial trading decisions and for evaluating the merits and risks associated with the use of any financial security and broker platform. For more information, please visit TimInnesStockTrader.com legal. And thanks for stopping by.